listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 235. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who couldn't find the button, and that's not a metaphor, John Brownstone. Yeah, well, you know, I had to remind you how a microphone works and you record audio. True. Yeah. True. Okay. We might Carry be hot on. messes this week. It's, yeah. It's fine. This is fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, this week, we're doing a BDSM Q&A and answering questions we received from folks like you on Instagram at that handle I fucking hate because we decided to take the easy, lazy way out of our week. We will explain that in the bonus section at the end. Yeah. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at at the aforementioned handle I fucking hate, <laughs> loving DS and the number one, loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. As always, a big thank you and shout out to our kinky patrons on Patreon. We see you. We love you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for supporting whatever the hell it is yeah. we're doing here. Uh, if, <laughs> if you figure it out, please let us know. Please somebody tell us. God. Uh, if you would like uh, an extra live stream a month, an extra podcast a month, uh, access to a patron-only Discord, and to support this wacky thing that we do on the internet, uh, you can join us for as little as $2 per month at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Okay, I also want to both apologize, especially to podcast listeners, and also wonder and marvel at potentially the um, sensitivity of our mic. My stomach is just talking to me. I'm not, my stomach's not growling. <laughs> I ate. I, it's just making noises. So if you're like, what the fuck is that noise in the background? For once, it's not JB's vape. It's probably my stomach. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so um, I did have one thing. I'm checking my notes. I'm not trusting my memory this week. Uh, I did have one thing I wanted to talk about. It's not technically an announcement, but sure, I'm putting it in the announcement section. Okay. Um, our good friend and kink educator, Ignixia, has mm, put out mm. a new book that is available in paperback, um, as far as I could tell, there's no ebook version, um, called The Kinktionary. Yes. Now, I'm not giving you a review of it because I, we just ordered ours yesterday and mm -hmm. we'll have it and we will do a review of it, but I wanted to let folks know about it in case you want to go check it out. It's available on Amazon. Um, Kinktionary um, has, I think Ignixia says 400 kink terms in it and then space for you to add more terms as you learn them so that the whole book can yeah. kind of grow with you. Um, and so she was promoting the book on Twitter and I was like, oh, can you email mm -hmm. me, send me the link? I wanna go look at this. And I went and looked at it and went, we have to buy this book. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely yeah. wanted it. And once we get it in our hot little grabby hands, then we are gonna do a review of it and tell you what we think of it. But for anybody who is, um, curious about what terms mean, likes to learn more. I promise you, no matter how much you think you know about kink and BDSM, there's more to learn. I'm excited to see what terms are in here that I did not know, right. or what terms are in there that I thought I knew the meaning of. And then I will mm. see what Ignixia says about them. And I'll be like, oh, oh, it means something. It's not what I thought it right. meant. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
And also, I totally think there are going to be some videos inspired by whatever we find in this book. I just, I feel it. I feel it. Um, so, yeah, the link for, if you're watching on YouTube, is in the description box. If you are listening uh, on the podcast, that link is in the show notes. But if you go to Amazon and just search kinktionary, like instead of dictionary, kinktionary, mm-hmm. it'll pop up. Um, so I did want to kind of like point people to that so you could go take a look for yourself and see if it's something that you might be interested in. Um, so we are doing a Q&A this week um, in prepping the little notes I use for the intro that I don't want to, I, I don't know how to say this without feeling like a weirdo, but hi, podcast listeners. Do you know I read the intro every single week, 235 episodes, and I'm like, but what if I forget a word? Um, so when I was putting the intro together for this week, I realized that just 10 episodes ago we did a Q&A, which to me feels yeah. really close. But in the reality that time means nothing, that was a July episode and we're at mid to late September at this point. Yes. So I don't know. Time has no meaning. Um, we gave ourselves the break for a reason that we will talk about in the bonus section, but I'm not bringing this whole podcast down or live stream down at the beginning to talk about that. (laughs) We are actively leaning into the fact that being with our community is therapeutic for us. Um, So what I did again to make it easy on myself is I put up a thing in um, Instagram uh, stories and asking for BDSM questions mm-hmm. and no I thought oh we'll get like three or four no there's like way more than like more Lots, than that that's a question there are actually some we're going to combine because essentially it was the same question asked in a few different ways um I'm not going to say anybody's name so your anonymity is protected and if you ever needed a reason to follow us at the Instagram handle we hate there you go. Um, and normally we do when we ask for questions. I'm all over the place trying to catch mm-hmm. everybody, but I just just couldn't this week. So we are, I think, going to dive right in. I did tell the um, the live stream audience for podcast listeners who would not have heard this part that depending on how long it takes us, because we're going to try rapid fire. Yeah. We're not great at it, but we're going to try it. Uh, we might take questions at the end from the live stream chat as well. So. <laughs> Okay, I feel like there's supposed to be a drum roll or there's like supposed to be a thing before I get started, but there's not. So I guess I just got well, to get You know what? I'm going to start with a sip of coffee. There you go. That's always a good way to start. Mm-hmm. You will hear my cup of coffee more, y'all, in the microphone because I'm not drinking <laughs> from my regular cup. I'm using the sippy cup from Starbucks and it makes me happy. Mm. Okay. Uh, first question. What, and what are some rules around your collar? Uh, this person's partner just got them one and they're looking for some rule ideas. Um, we don't, te- we don't have rules. We do have sort of rituals. We, we, we have a new ritual. And it that is we brand new. Started. Mm-hmm. Yes, very brand new within the last couple weeks. Uh, I would like to point out that the color I'm wearing came from Elegantly Owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are on Etsy, Elegantly Owned, all one word. Beautiful, love it. So happy yep. with it. And, and I, I kind of like this new ritual. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think it kind of uh, connects us. Mm-hmm. a little bit more both in the morning and the evening um, because what we have have started doing is at night before we go to bed I remove her collar mm-hmm. and then in the morning when she gets up wherever I'm at if I'm in the office if I'm in the shop she comes out with it 
and I put it on and lock it back on. Mm -hmm. And the reason it comes off at all, because up until this particular collar, because I'd gone for a while without wearing anything, right. um, is because lately almost anything I put around my neck, if I'm sleeping at night, it will, of course it will fall and it will lay on my neck. And that is a huge trigger for my anxiety. I can easily get a panic mm -hmm. attack with hyperventilation if I feel like I yeah. can't breathe. So um, this newest uh, collar uh, is much lighter than a similar style purchased from a different company that I loved. I loved the color. I love this. I picked the freaking style. Um, but um, even this was just a little, it was, it wasn't enough to trigger my anxiety. It was enough that I woke up to move the color. So I was losing sleep. Yeah. So we created this new rule because this is a locking one. Um, mm -hmm. In the past, we've never officially done a collaring ceremony. I wear collars. I've not been collared. So we have not created a lot of rules around it. No. Um, in the past, when you gave me necklaces before we lived together, um, I basically wore those as often as possible. If I had to take it off for a doctor's appointment, I would, but that was not because you dictated it. It's just because that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. Um, well, at one point I had, when we first met, I had given you a bracelet. It's true. You gave me a bracelet, you gave me a necklace, you gave me lots of jewelry. Mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know why I fell in love. It's, it's <laughs> shocking. Um, but we've never actually set a round rules. The, the things we're doing now are are a point of connection. Mm -hmm. um, definitely put us in that headspace for those few seconds of our day. Yeah. Um, but it's about my comfort more than it's about protocols. Yeah. We don't really worry about those or follow those. Um, if I, um, if when I went for a while without wearing a collar on my neck, that was very strange to both of us. It made mm -hmm. us feel weird. Yeah. So we were happy to have an alternative come in the mail from the amazing Taishu. Thank you, Taishu. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> I feel normal again. <laughs> uh, and I've already gotten multiple compliments on it. Um, mm -hmm. But um, we don't, we don't, for us, we keep it still, it's casual, even though it's meaningful, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I talked so much that my... Uh, phone went black okay um so this next question is a more general question where we talk about rituals and protocols mm -hmm. we're not going to give a satisfying answer but we will answer it yeah. which is what are the rituals and protocols for ds and the simple but unsatisfying answer is whatever the hell you want them to be uh, <laughs> that yeah that's the truth um there are things that tend to be common among some people but even that, there's no universal. So for some people, it's about using um, honorifics. Um, when you're mm -hmm. addressing each other, I know that there are some dominants who just all, when they're dealing with their sub, their actual submissive that they've negotiated a power exchange with, they want to be addressed in a certain way, or they True. want their submissive to wear certain things or to be in certain physical postures and positions. Kneeling is common, but it is certainly not the only one. Yeah. Um, for us, our rituals and protocols tend to be about, um, you setting rules and tasks that you want me to do and me completing them. Correct. Um, so that it's one, if I've, I'm, we've never talked about this 
purposefully. So you tell me if you see it differently, but the way I see it, part of it is you exerting a certain level of control without having to micromanage me, which both of us, that's our style. Right. So I know what the expectations are and then I go get that shit done. Um, yes. But also yes. <laughs> they are geared towards my service submission to, toward side, your service side most of the time. Right. We have one ritual that is at the end of the day when we're getting ready for bed, I'm naked as hell and I'm bent over the bed and my ass is going to get both spanked and rubbed and I'm very happy about that. And that <laughs> is a power thing and it is slightly sexual for us Yeah. Um, because spanking my butt is a turn on if I consent to it, thank you. Um, I feel like I have to add that if I consent to it. Like no rando can just come up and smack my ass. I will knock you the fuck out. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a weird headspace today. Just forgive me. Yeah. Um, but it is a when you create rituals and protocols, it's about what is meaningful to you as an individual and as a couple. It's about right. what taps into your dominant or submissive self. Like for me, service submission is a huge thing. That being said, I don't want to be told what to do every moment of every day. I am that person who's like, give me the list. I'll just go do right. it. Right. While you don't like being told what to do every minute, and believe me, I appreciate that because I'm, I, while there are people geared that way, I am not. Um, you are a person that likes routine. Mm -hmm. So most of your tasks that I have given you are based on a routine. Getting my coffee set up at night for, the, for my first cup of coffee, making my iced coffee so it's ready for me in the morning, um, you know, bending over the bed, um, right? <laughs> Sorry, podcast listeners, I made a little happy face. Yes, she did. <laughs> You know, along with making the bed and unmaking the bed, mm -hmm. okay, preparing us, preparing the bed for us to go to bed, putting my pillows the way I like them. Oh, a very specific way. If I don't get them right, I will hear about oh, it. Oh, yes, she does. I don't get to rush through that process. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, yeah, your, 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 your things, one, they are geared to your service submissive side and your love of and need a routine. Right, and being able to plan. So the yeah. routine, like, I know what I need to do, and then it is mm -hmm. my job to get it done without every movement being dictated, and that becomes part of our, those become my rituals. Those are the things I'm doing mm -hmm. every day, but many of them are mundane. Many, many, many of them are mundane. Right. Okay, so here is the next question. Okay. Uh, how do you handle scenes that end abruptly or unexpectedly due to issues uh, or miscommunication. And this person actually sent a DM to give a little bit deeper insight into what happened, but mm -hmm. essentially it, things did not, things were one, not planned out Two, there were things that were not communicated. Scene ends badly. Yeah. Uh Oh, what yeah. do you do next? Well, we have had a few of those. Yes, we have over the course of time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, now I, I will say this, you know, some people do like spontaneity in a scene. True. Um, you do not. <laughs> no, no. Give, yeah. give me an idea. So you you always are one that kind of likes when I lay things out and you have a general idea of the direction we're going. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you do, because you have the freedom and we've been together long enough, you'll sometimes pull out a paddle at the last minute and I'm like, what are you going to do with that? Like, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, let's be real. I know, but I'm still like, wait, I wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now... 
things go badly in a scene. Oh, yes, it happens. It, it happens. Um, depending on the reason for that, a number of different things could happen. If you safe word for some reason, okay, everything comes to a stop. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we talk about what Mm-hmm. What is what's going wrong on? in the what, moment? What's wrong in the moment? And in some cases, able to pick up and carry on, and in others, right, not. Um, now we did have one time where you had a panic attack. Mm, you remember these things better than I do. <laughs> and you were nowhere near in a headspace to talk about it at that moment, mm-hmm. and. I went into full-on aftercare mode mm-hmm. with you. Um, everything got stopped, put to the side, put out of sight, um, went into aftercare mode, got you calmed down. And we, because of the nature of, of what happened with you, we both agreed that we would discuss it the next day. Yes, and I think that's in general good advice. As soon as you are capable even if it's not in that moment, and that night it might not, or that moment it might mm-hmm. not be. The first time you have a chance after, when there's maybe been a good night's sleep or a few hours break or something, that is sometimes the best time to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, if it's about miscommunication or if it's a perceived problem, maybe it's an actual problem and not a perceived one, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you're gonna have to slow down. Sometimes you're gonna have to take a couple steps back from what you've been doing and build back up to that point. Sometimes it's going to have to be something that you're going to have to avoid. Like when when we figure right. out things that give me a panic attack, we we, we ain't going there. We're not doing that again unless no. I sort of come to you and go, "I would like to try that. I think I can handle it." Or yeah. I think I can handle it if we do it this way. Um in the case of this person's um particular question with a bit of backstory, there was like some some oopsies on the part of the per, the top dom. Um, there's gonna have to probably be an apology, a, a reckoning of, mm-hmm. yeah, I could have done that better. Here's what I will do better. Here's, you know, here, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And then a conversation between the two of you to sort of workshop that thing and work through what went wrong, why did it go wrong? To the best of your ability, do it without blame. Um, or if you were the one who fucked up, falling on your damn sword, like just talk it through as objectively as possible, which is sometimes difficult. Yeah. Very difficult sometimes. Um, but looking at the facts of the situation and what could have been different and what could should be different in the future. Sometimes what should be different is you don't do that anymore. I mean, that's sometimes the answer. Um, but it is it comes back to communication. Once right. both parties are safe and in and you know you're okay and you're taken care of and you know you're not hurt, you're not injured. Um, you might have to you might have to go through drop both of you before you can really have that good conversation about what you need to do. Um, we used to use a term for it, and I know this is not the term we use, but it's basically like a post mortem. Like it's over. <laughs> now we're going to talk about it and work a, through a it. A debriefing. Debriefing. That was what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next question: Is it possible to meet people not online? In a pandemic, it's certainly harder. Yes, <laughs> yes, it has it always is. been possible. 
the difference is, and this is where a lot of people struggle because mm -hmm. online does feel a little bit easier. You get a little bit of distance, you get a little bit of anonymity, you get a little bit of comfort and security. To meet kinksters offline, that might be either a play partner or a long-term partner or just a friend, you are more likely than not gonna have to go out into your local community, find your local community, right. and then in the safest, most socially distanced way, go among mm -hmm. the people. And that is difficult for people. Um, and that's where most people get stuck. They're like, wait, I have to actually go out and go to a kink thing, even though it's not gonna be labeled a kink thing to the vanillas. Mm -hmm and show up with my face and go, hi, I'm a kink, a kink person too, and I'm here to right. be with the kink people. And that can really fuck people up. It's yeah. hard for them. It's very now, hard for them. The, the one thing I will say, you know, there, yes, there are, um, um, you know, obviously munches. Um, a number of communities uh, have different things, coffee socials mm -hmm. that, that they meet. And, and I know, um, I know for a fact one month that I used to attend, uh, if you were new to Munches, when they posted the event, they would say, if, if you are new and and are nervous, reach out to the facilitator mm -hmm. and they will make a point of meeting you at the door. Right. You know, and to, being that friendly face. And, and, and being that friendly face. So, you know, there there are a number of ways. There's There's Munches, there's... There's different socials that you know are are offered um, workshops at, at various dungeons, uh, woodshed, uh, you know, at, in Orlando. In, yeah. in Orlando, prior to COVID, you know, in addition to the munch, it would be followed up by workshops, different mm -hmm. work, various workshops. You know, right now, yes, that has moved online. You know, but and and those are safe spaces too. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing to the idea of meeting somebody offline, going out into the real world to the best of our abilities mm -hmm. in a time of a pandemic, um, <laughs> are not all about sex and kink. Most of those things are going to be very vanilla kind of right. settings. That coffee social, um, even in places where it might be a dungeon or it might be a meeting space that is reserved specifically for this group. Uh, was it, th there was one group that does a game night. Yeah. Like they're just playing board games or yep. whatever other games there mm -hmm. are in play. Um, and people are coming in and, and gathering for that. So I know the follow-up question is always, well, where do I find these people? Your best and also at the same time, worst place to go is FetLife. It just is. Now there is a site called findamunch.com. Yeah. Um, most of what it pulls from is FetLife, but not Correct. all. So it is not, it does offer yeah. uh, the, resources from places other than. Yeah, the, the highest percentage it pulls from is, is, is FetLife. Fet, yeah. And the nice thing about FetLife is you can search your immediate like city, like let's say you live in a major metro area, you can search by your county, you can search mm -hmm. by the region, the name of your region. I used to live in the Panhandle. It was called the Emerald Coast. You better believe I could, I don't need to, so I'm not going to, but I could have gone into FetLife and typed in Emerald Coast Florida and, and people would have named things that that would I would have been pointed in the right region right um so um that is the place to sometimes start um yeah. you might have to look around to find the group that feels right for you you also <laughs> need to go in with the mindset that you're there to meet 
people who might become your friend, not, hey, this is like the singles club, unless that's the point of the event, if they're inviting a lot of people who might mm -hmm. be looking or whatever. Um, always go in thinking, I just wanna see if somebody's nice enough that I wanna be friends with yeah. them. You don't know what that'll turn into, but if you go in with that whole, mm -hmm. I'm here to meet my next perfect yeah. dom or sub, now, it gets a little, some, uh, some areas, you know, they, um, for, for munches and, you know, like coffee socials, those, those are just specifically for people to get together. Mm -hmm. Um, they do, some communities do tend to discourage people looking for partners and, yeah, and cause it's you know, it's at, predatory at like that, sometimes. but at, at the same time, some of the larger communities do often host singles night. Sure, because we we all know yeah. if you're single, you're probably looking to mingle. Did mm -hmm. I just show my age by using that expression? <laughs> I did. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, Fet Life has its problems, but that's right. the, one it, of the best things it, about it, it. It's it's a social media site like any other. It, it's got its upside and it's got it has its downsides. Yep. Okay. Next question: How do we, you and I, mm -hmm. have sex or engage in sexual activities, even though my Kayla's uh, libido has died? Mm. Um, so we've kind of talked about this before, but probably not recently. And part of it is uh one we don't have sex near as often no. as we used to nowhere near uh <laughs> nowhere near two we worked into our relationship from the very beginning um that i would i'm going to put air quotes around this whole expression because there's caveats here right. i am always quote sexually available for john brownstone whenever he gets the urge the caveats caveats are if I'm really not feeling it, like I don't consent, I can withdraw that consent at any point. Yeah. If I'm sick, my I mean, head if you're, hurts. If you're not, you're feeling not coming well, at me anyway. No, no. Um, and you, it's funny because for a while that reasoning has been on the table, but it we because we're routine oriented people, we right. fell into a routine of I knew I was most likely going to be woken up on either a Saturday or Sunday morning for <laughs> yes. an early morning quickie. Like, I knew that. Recently, though, <laughs> uh, you took full advantage of that. We are laying in bed. He is reading uh, a romance a box set romance fantasy novel thing that yeah. I was like, you got to read this box set. It's so good. Um, the, uh, Oracle Chronicles by Moni Boyce is really good. Anyway, he got, he got to a sex yeah. scene. I'm watching a YouTube video about dogs, y'all. Like I'm just over here on the corner of them, mind my business. Yeah. And he, I knew I'm like Pavlov's dog, y'all. I knew because you opened the nightstand and I heard you pull out the butter's loop. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, it is not Saturday or Sunday morning. It's like Wednesday night. And, and the what first, is happening And the here? first thing you said to me was, uh, do you need a private moment? Right, I thought you were going to masturbate. And I was like, <laughs> no, I do not. And I grabbed you and pulled you, <laughs> you over. To... There was no conversation. Now, no. could I have withdrawn my consent at any point? Yes, of yes. course I could have. Was there a part of me? Because I the, the arousal in my body is like, it's bad. Part of me was like, you know, that video was really good. I was kind of in the middle of that video. I, I, I've learned to deal with your analytical mind <laughs> years ago. So. I, can, I can make to-do lists while having yeah. the hottest sex of my mm -hmm. life. It's just awful. <laughs> um, and so uh, that was a time when we, we had the sex. Yeah. I was okay with it. But we you absolutely leaned into that pre-agreed upon 
yeah. thing of mm-hmm. RTS. So mm-hmm. that's how we handle it. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. In a poly relationship, when does a Dahmer sub become your Dahmer sub? When you both mutually agree, agree. that's what you want to mm-hmm. do. Is it more sometimes... Does it feel like it's more complicated in a poly situation? Yeah, because you're navigating a lot of different relationships, a lot of different expectations, a lot of different communication. But it's still that decision and how you even define what, quote, your dom or sub means to you. That is still a personal decision between the two people involved. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to maybe take into account other relationships depending on, are they also in a power exchange with somebody else? Okay, so what does the mutual definition of your dom or sub mean for you? And how does that then impact any other relationships? Mm-hmm. But but when? When you when you both want that. When you both agree to it. And only when both of you want it. Right. You can want it with your whole heart. And if the other partner is like, mm, I'm, no, then, then yeah. that, that it is what it is. Okay, next question. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I could say yes to this question. Can we get stickers with your logo? Maybe one day. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, right. technically, we have a Redbubble shop that I have not updated in probably two or three years. Yeah. There might be a logo sticker there, but I don't... Mm, I, I believe mm, so. Yeah. Mm. I really would like to update redo blah de blah our merch we are taught you and i have been talking about um some merch things through patreon for patrons we did a right. little bit of that for the little, 2020 little membership drive yes. but in for people who are like yeah that's great i don't want to be a part of your fucking patreon no shade it's fine i totally get it um i am like i would like to expand our merch store to something and we yeah. just haven't gotten there so <laughs> um Next question, what would it look like to have two doms? Is that even possible? So technically, yes, it's possible. Yes, it is. Um, I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? Yes, I do. Go for it. Um, it it's absolutely possible to have two doms. Um, I, I think one of the things you have to uh, keep in mind, um, especially as the, the submissive, you need to decide is your primary you know there has to be a lot of communication oh yeah it's be- so complicated be- between everybody <laughs> yeah. um, because if your rules and and commands through your primary differ from your Secondary. If you're even going to do a primary secondary, yeah. I mean, if, if you're even, gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm using yeah, that kind of using that, as, that a, as, as an example, but you know, if if they conflict with, if one know, conflicts with the other, you, you're automatically you're, fucked. Right. So you know, there there is so much communication that that has to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 obviously have to have uh, boundaries set. I mean, it it could be a matter of. You're you're with one dominant, and you both enjoy impact play, but they don't like to do rope, and you want to do rope, so you may go out and find yourself a rope top. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's really no conflict there. But but I've even seen people talking about the relationships in one relationship. They have, I'm, of course, the conversations I tend to see are from submissives. So in one mm-hmm. relationship, they have a caregiver as their dom, and that person has certain expectations, rule, 
rules and they get to fulfill that part of the role. And right. then in another relationship, they're a submissive in a different way, in a different style. And so mm-hmm. then it's a different kind of power exchange. Um, I think ba- you think you're absolutely right. Boundaries are key to all yeah. of that open, clear communication. If the two dominants can then y'all, the three of y'all sit down and come to some kind of agreement that everybody can live with. And I don't even mean specific to the rules, but to how things will get handled, that Mm -hmm. certainly can make your life a little bit easier. Or minimum, if both dominants can just respect the fact that the other one is gonna have different expectations, different desires, different needs, um, and want you to do different things, um, that's gonna be important. And if, if both dominants cannot do that, it's not necessarily because there's some jealousy issues, which there could be, it could be sometimes we pick a good one and then we pick a not so good one. And so that's something mm-hmm. to navigate. You know, what if one of your partners is worried about you because they worry about this partner that you're with, or there's something they don't understand. So, so much communication, oh, yeah. Yeah. not impo- not impossible at mm-hmm. all. Um, just, just one of those things that it's probably not gonna be for everybody and that's okay. And if you do manage to make it work, um, it's gonna be unique to that situation most likely. And then with different people, it's gonna be something completely different in order to try and make it work. So I think that's the key to keep in mind. Okay, Uh, next question. Is submissive training a real thing? I'm gonna give the unsatisfying answer first, okay? And then we'll talk about it. Repeat that. Is submissive training a real thing? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna give the unsatisfying Uh, answer first. I I have thoughts about that I know you do. it is a real thing if you want it to be a real thing. Yeah. It's not required. It's a thing that a lot of people talk about mm-hmm. and it's not even always formal, but sometimes it can be. True. You have thoughts, go. Um Yeah, I, you know, I, I used to see people who would say, I will train your slave for you. Yeah, I'm not impressed I'm, with I'm that. I'm a slave trainer. That never really impressed me. And, and here's why. Um, <laughs> You meet a submissive, you meet a slave, and and you want them to serve you. Um, the only way you're going to have them serve you in the way you like is if you train them to serve you. In the way you in, in the way like. you want. Right. All right. You know, just like in any relationship, be it vanilla or or kink, you have to learn each other. Mm-hmm. You know. Getting into a kink relationship, to to a, a certain extent, your your main kinks have to align. At least the big ones, yeah. Yeah. So you know you you're you're kind of learning each other. Mm-hmm. Your style of service, my style of of what I want and expect. Um, you know, nobody out there is going to do that. For me, unless I'm lazy and I don't want to be bothered. But right, that, and then you don't get that, to be my dominant. And then I, yeah, right? <laughs> you're lazy and don't want to be bothered. Exactly. If, if you're that lazy that you don't want to take the time to get to know somebody, then you shouldn't be wearing the title. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the 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 idea that I can train your submissive partner for you mm-hmm. is based on a really kind of, to me, yucky assumption that all submissives need to know the same things, do the same things, have the yeah. same attitudes, and that that can just be trained in a generic way. Training, I think it's one of those things where 
training like anything else, that label can have a lot of different meanings. So sure. it can be really formalized. I know a lot of owner-slave uh, dynamics where it is highly formal, even just high protocol power exchange, power exchanges. Right. They, it can be that way. And at the other end of that, um, it's probably more like how you and I, I know how I think about it and how you and I interact with it. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is teaching me what you like and what your expectations are. I learned that and I try to fulfill that to the best of my abilities. And if you want something or you have an expectation that I cannot fulfill, maybe there's a physical reason, a mental reason, an emotional reason, mm -hmm. maybe I just don't fucking consent to it. <laughs> we work around that and we create something else entirely so that you still get what you want within the confines of what I can give and I'm right. willing to give. And you show me how you would like that done while still being flexible enough to understand mm. that there's more than one way to get yeah. things done. Yeah. Um, and so submissive training is a catch-all phrase that sure. most people on the outside looking in and a lot of those air quote doms <laughs> and masters um, think is some regimented routine thing that everybody goes through the same training and that's not at no, all because the case. everybody's different and some people would never even classify what they do as training what they do is they learn each other in their relationship and figure out from the ground up what they both want to do and i could use semantics to go well that's kind of a form of training you're teaching each other blah 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 but it's not that uh, stereotype training that a lot of us think of when we hear that term, which it, is it, why some people really reject it too. They're like, submissive training. It, it's huh? not like it's going to the submissive school. Right. No, 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 no. 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 You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're not studying submission 101. And here's the thing, as a submissive, you can learn all the skills in the world that are stereotypes of what submissives can and will and might and should and whatever do. Um, and then you're gonna go find a partner who's like, I don't need, you could do that, but could you not do it that way? Or here's another way. So it um, for people, and I'm not saying that the person who asked this question does, I'm thinking in general, when I see the conversations online among people who mm. talk good game and have nothing to back it up with, um, it's, it's sort of a reductive thing to act like submissive training is one thing when it is just learning each other right. um, and figuring out how, you, if you are the submissive, how you will be a submissive for this partner. And then realizing that if you have another partner in the future, you will be a, another kind of submissive with them. Even if all of your main desires as, as a submissive don't change, your interaction with the next person will. So any, tr quote training you receive is only geared toward learning one person and you will right. learn new lessons with a new person because the submissive i was with prior to kayla mm -hmm. was totally different that was a high protocol mm -hmm. type relationship and then with her it shifted into something totally opposite mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly okay we've got i'm gonna Put the question out there and then I'm going to point you back to other content we've already created. Uh, this was tips on how to make a long distance DS dynamic work, especially in time of Corona. So we did uh, a video right as the pandemic was finally being announced in a big way where people were paying attention yeah. about how to deal with your DS 
in the time of Corona. And mm-hmm. we did talk about in that how a lot of people were going to become a long distance relationship when that had never been their thing mm-hmm. just because now you were having to stay away from one another. Um, yeah. We also have multiple videos on long distance and mostly podcasts actually. Yeah. But I will, uh, I will try to link to them in the show notes and in later in the video description box. Um, our last video on YouTube, the very most recent one um, was how we planned our DS our transition from long distance to in-person. So we do tend to talk about it. Mm -hmm. The big thing, the biggest tip, and it is the most boring tip, it's the least satisfying. I only give unsatisfying answers here, uh, (laughs) is communication. um, And figuring out what you did in person that you can take virtual. So, Mm -hmm. oh, you did sexy fun times together. Can you do any of them over Skype or Zoom or whatever? Can you do any of them through phone sex? Uh, Can you... Um, we leaned heavily in our long distance relationship on guided masturbation. I was the one doing the work and you were telling me faster, slower, Mm -hmm. in, out, use that, do that, whatever. And there's, there's any number, you know, on on that aspect, there's, there's a good number of toys now that are, you know, app driven. Yes. So you can be anywhere in the world and and control those apps. I'm not going to lie. Those apps. Those toys tend to be expensive. They They really do. But mm, one that I have to finish my review for, uh, and there will be a video about (laughs) in the future, is called the WeVibe course. It's technically a couple's toy that you play with together. But WeVibe is known for its app called WeConnect. Mystery Vibe is another one. It has Mm -hmm. an app um, that offers a lot more functionality. So so those are options. But it's just about... A lot of people think that long distance is fundamentally like nothing like in-person relationships. And obviously on certain levels, there are those similarities. Right. But it is, we figured out how to work from home and how to school from home. Not well. It's not as good as the real thing. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can. You absolutely can uh, power exchange and, and sex virtually. Um, it's just about rethinking how you do those things for us it was a lot of text messaging so much text messaging okay um so we're finally getting into the first of multiple questions um that were asked in vastly different ways and we kind of we kind of answered it with the can you meet people no no yes no Kind of, sort of, maybe? We kind (laughs) of answered it already in the can you meet people but not online and this is the several questions of how do you find a partner? Um, mm-hmm. Some people asked a genuine partner. Some people asked, you know, a safe person. Some people asked, you know, a, a, an actual kinky person, not somebody pretending. Um, I say this every time we talk about this. I'm going to keep saying it. One, wherever people are, there are kinky people. And I'm thinking in online spaces primarily. Um, mm-hmm. Twitter has kink community. Instagram has kinky people. Uh, Pinterest has kinky people, believe it or not. Yeah, Facebook yeah. has like a ton of secret groups. FetLife is still, for all its problems, and there are problems, FetLife is still probably the biggest, quickest resource, but there's the cage. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that one that came back that's modeled after Facebook, but it's for kinky people? Kink space. Kink space. Mm-hmm. Um it is about, in all of those spaces, wannabes, assholes, posers, and dangerous people will try to approach yeah. you on both sides of the slash. People who uh, might not be dangerous, but don't read bios See, and don't follow boundaries. Here's, here's, those here's people a, will exist. Here's a common scenario. Hmm. You you join FET, you find a, a local munch 
or workshop in your area, and you RSVP. Next thing you know, <laughs> yep. you get the messages in your inbox. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see you're going to so-and-so. Um, how about we meet up here or there? Mm -hmm. And, you know... No, you want to meet me, I'll be at that munch. Right. Look forward to having a burger with you or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, and 99.9% .9 of the time, those unsolicited messages, when you go to those things, those people will not show up. But those are not the type of people you want to show up Right. Either. If you've got some <laughs> rando sliding into your DMs to go, hey, mm -hmm. and they aren't saying anything other than either potentially creepy stuff or, oh, I see, I see you're going to this thing even though you don't know who I am. I Don't I sound like a yeah. stalker right away? Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I can even understand some people being flattered by that. Please don't be flattered by that. Yeah. Be fucking creeped out by I it. I mean, I, I've had that happen to me <laughs> where, you know, I, oh yeah, I'm going to be at, um, at the woodshed on this particular night. Mm -hmm. And I'd get a message, oh, I would love to, to play. I, I would love to, you know, get my ass beaten. Well, okay, I'm going to be at the shed. No, I don't play in public. Well, then you don't play with well, me. I'm, I'm, You're a stranger. I'm, I'm very sorry. Then have have a <laughs> good time finding somebody else. Yeah, where where you know, I, I'm I'm willing to meet at at the munch at you know at, and, at the shed and we can talk and negotiate. But and some people have different standards in that. That's true. fine. Okay, that's fine. Those are not our standards. Mm -mm. But you can you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Right. But if here's the thing, talking about a this person, uh, the first question that came up was a genuine connection, and that is what a lot of people ask. I don't care where you meet people. You can meet them at a munch, you can meet them online, you can meet them in a kinky dating app. You can, yeah. the biggest, again, somebody's gonna disagree with me and that's okay, you get to disagree with me. I would like to ask that we stop trying to meet people unless it's specific for a scene or play. You're like, I'm just out to get my ass beat, I don't care about anything mm -hmm. else. For those of you who want those genuine connections, I would almost beg of you to stop going out to meet people looking for the love of your life. I would rather you go out to meet people to maybe make a kink friend, to maybe expand your kink community, just to yeah. get to know people. You can have in the back of your mind that will maybe this will turn into something. Mm -hmm. But when we go out like on the fucking hunt for a partner, that is when I have noticed from observation primarily, but also through some experience, that those who smell blood in the fucking water slide on in and we're like, oh, look at them being nice to us. Oh, they're saying some really nice things. Oh, well, technically that's like 85 red flags, but <laughs> they made yeah. me feel nice. So I'm just gonna ignore all those. And then you're back to, mm -hmm. how do I find a genuine connection? Yeah. Go out and be who you are. That means to the extent in which you are comfortable, talk about right. what you like, talk about what you don't like. Say, this is the kind of person I, am, this is what I'm maybe that I'm looking for, or I'm not looking right now. I'm just here to have a good time and get to know people. And um, don't try and bend and twist yourself to fit somebody else's expectations. What the person you want is the person who's gonna look at you in all of your wackiness and go, your weirdness fits mine. Hey, let's go have some fun. Um, and that might be in a friendship way. That might be in just a play partner way. That might be in a romantic long-term whatever way. Um, but that's the thing. I, th I almost feel like if, 
less of us went out in that I'm on the hunt mentality. I'm putting myself out there to make a great love connection or a great lust connection mm -hmm. or a great whatever connection. And we just went out there with the, let me see if I can get to know some people because I don't know where this will take me. Right. One, I think some of us, our bullshit meter works better because then we're not feeling desperate or feeling lonely or feeling like we're never gonna find anybody and we'll take the first one that looks cross-eyed at us. Um, and two, a lot of those people can't handle that. You might not feel it, but you will appear confident when you kind of go out through the world like mm -hmm. that. They can't handle that kind of fucking confidence because they know they can't stand up to it. And then sometimes well, they avoid you. And, and what's nice about expanding your, your circle of, of kink friends, when you do meet somebody, it's easier to vet them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, agreed, agreed. Okay, so that was my, I don't know, are we counting rants? I don't know how many rants I've had. <laughs> okay, next question. How often do we seen per week? Can we ask, mm. can we narrow that down to per year? Yeah. Because I can count that on a, on one hand. Uh, we do not scene every week. We no. are not on any consistent scene schedule. Mm -mm. I don't, our nightly bedtime quick spanking would, would not be classified. The way we do it now is not a scene. Right. Sometimes it's a scene because you go a little bit deeper, you go a little bit further. It's mm -hmm. a 15 minute scene. Right. Um, those, that's not what they've been. We, we've, you know, <laughs> we, we have had um, an, an interesting change in our lives in the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of that was brought about by our move to the rental house. Right, before we moved to where we but live right before now. Before we moved where we are now. Um, in, in, in the rental house, um, the bedrooms were right on top of each other, for one thing. And there was no insulation in the walls. You could uh, they were there whisper and hear each other. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we all, very often in bed we have conversations, and and you know we're not loud or anything. We're just normal voice conversations, and and the boy would hear them. So can you imagine <laughs> listening to a flogger or a right. battle? Mm. So you know we we had to to cut down and um, you know when we were at the rental it was when the kids were off at school and we could break away from our respective work once in a while and then to, that and and even that wasn't because you know we we had to and then there was a pandemic y'all exactly <laughs> so let's just cut to the chase we don't fucking see that often and no. we haven't for a while and yeah. and before we moved to the area we live in now we tried to at least go once a month because our local dungeon did a morning thing we could mm -hmm. easily get away for that we didn't have to worry about child care it right. was blah 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 we work for ourselves we, so we can control our own schedule we, we dropped the kids off to school and continued on right. to the dungeon those so days. the quick <laughs> answer even though we could both wax rhapsodically about how yes. we don't fucking seen i don't know if you've noticed that we're both whining <laughs> over here is that we don't seen mm. weekly we barely get it in we cherish it when we get it in yeah not seeing does not take away from our relationship but no. it does it does make us antsy because right. then there are things we'd like I to mean, do the, 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 the scening is part of who we are but the the ds uh, it's the foundation it, it is the foundation yeah. of, of who we are to begin so with. we can always fall back on our power exchange even right. when we can't see yeah. um next question do we like consensual non-consent 
Yeah, I was thinking about this when I saw this question. So first of all, there's mm. lots of definitions about consensual non-consent. We've gotten right. at least one or two requests to do like a five things video about things people should know about it. I'm still formulating my thoughts on what yeah. I could say about it. Um, like everything else, even that's on a spectrum. So I would say in ways we have kind of played on the lighter end of consensual non-consent. Mm -hmm. um, there have absolutely been times where um, I have quote, I'm put air quotes on this, uh, fought back, knowing I could have at any point safe word, I could stop everything, right. but I let you get super duper rough and I basically fight back and resist. And then eventually I give in and it's to be that overpowered kind of thing. That's not, yeah. that is probably the lightest end of what anybody might think of consensual non-consent. Mm -hmm. We do not play on the other side um, on the, the, the edgier higher, yeah. stuff that we don't I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that because people have fantasies and people have things mm -hmm. that they don't have to justify why they like this what I do think is that it requires a lot more caution and a shit ton more communication yeah um and there's got to be an easy way to stop it all because you don't know what the fuck you're gonna trigger in a moment like that exactly. so it's it's why it's a form of edge play because oh yeah real real bad things can happen real fast. Good answer. Um, okay, <laughs> this next question um, we have answered in the past, which is I'm going to see if we can do the Reader's Digest. Am I aging myself there too? Mm. Version. When and how did you both get into the lifestyle? I started a sex blog and went, oh wait, I think I'm kinky, and here we are. Yeah. What's your Reader's Digest version? Uh. <laughs> Kind of discovered I was kinky in my early 20s, suppressed it for many, many years because I thought I was weird. There was no online community. Um, was reintroduced to it many years later, and here I am. <laughs> right. And still overcoming internalized shame from those years of suppression. On some things, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. You and I have, and see, and I we, don't have that because of my path in. Right. And you do, and we still discuss mm -hmm. it even now. Uh, next question. Do we still experience dom and sub drop? I cannot. Have I in the past when we seen... Yes. Has yeah. it been a long time, a long time since I've had drop? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think I'm still capable of it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, for sure. It, it can happen to anybody at any time. Um, we have not been that deep into a scene to really get that far. Even when we, the, the most recent was when the boys, first day the boys went back to school. Oh, God, that was so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There were tears of and fear because pandemic, but also they were like, yes, I'm going to go get right. naked now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, for – I know I'm capable of it. Mm -hmm. We are now at a point in our lives where when we get to, like, get real deep into a scene, you're still not as deep as – because you know at any moment you might have to turn on and go into mom mode or you might – something. Yeah. So it's not – I have a better chance of going deep like that. And, and for me, if I'm going to have drop – I will likely have hit even an outer layer of subspace, like even a mild, mild subspace to hit drop. That's not required for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own experience with it. Um, and it's been at this point a couple of mm. years since we've seen that deep. Yeah. And that typically has to happen in a dungeon for us to right, see that deep. Right. Those, those kind at of At home, scenes. I just can't. I'm, I'm at home. And so I'm like. You yeah, know, there's yeah. somebody who probably needs one of us. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. So I want to mention this one, but we cannot answer it because this is a whole topic by itself. <laughs> 
understanding what a dominant experience is when a sub brat. I think maybe we, I'm not sure that I'm qualified to talk about that much. I know you call me bratty. Uh, I think we probably could do a video I, I, on it. I think so. I mean, you're not really, yeah, you're, you're, you're not on the brat spectrum per se. No, and who I would tell you if you're one, wondering about more of the brat kind of thing, um, I would definitely check out Evie Lupine on YouTube. Oh, she's got several videos mm -hmm. about bratting. Some are older, like from a few years ago, but yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm going to, but yeah. And it's also highly personalized to, in this case, wanting to know the dominant view. It's highly personal yeah. to the dominant and how they view bratting in general, good or bad. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's not something I could really talk about because it's not really part of who we are no and when i when i actually like big b brat it's on accident like that's not that, i that was me accidentally overstepping i was and going for gets... yeah i was going for sassy <laughs> and miscalculated she she uh, right past that <laughs> wasn't yeah. trying to be a brat yeah, yeah. um next question what are some of our favorite scene songs anything with a thumping beat yep. and that tends to be we like classic hard rock uh -huh. um some stereotypes, some I will say white people stereotypes. Uh, nine inch nail, nine inch nails. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, please. Um, the white stripes, Seven Nation Army. Oh my God, that comes on. Mm -hmm. I like the thump. I'm like, I'm here for it. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Um, 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 um. The song is Sale, and I can't think of the group. Oh yes. In almost anything by Godsmack. Mm -hmm. um, we have definitely done some ACDC. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Some, I think, Pink Floyd. Have we done Pink Floyd? I think so, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. lot of, like, classic rock. Bon Jovi, bon too. Yeah, that was one of my favorite. Um, I am true. a good drum beat in the song, though. I'm anything with a deep, <laughs> thumping beat, though. Yes. So I'm actually not. Yeah. Um, and a... a I don't want it to have too slow of a pace. So I think I could handle all kinds of music, all kinds of genres. Um, mm -hmm. No offense to the country lovers out there, except for fucking country. I have listened to country. I'm happy. Country's fine. I don't want to fucking sing to country music. Um, so, but I think I could handle almost any other genre if the mm -hmm. music had a fairly fast tempoed, deep throbbing beat. Thank you, Juniper. AWOL Nation. AWOL Nation. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yes. Thank Love you. AWOL Nation. Okay. Um, what are our favorite PG ways to show submission? Um, back in the day when we used to go to restaurants, if we, uh, I would prepare your coffee, yes. threw off plenty of servers because they would put the coffee down in front of him and I would and pull she it would, back she, she would pull it over, start putting in the cream and sugar and, and getting it just right. Yes. Um, when we get in the car, if you need your sunglasses, it's my job to get your sunglasses out. Correct. Um... I'm not allowed to open my car door if to get we, out. If we are anywhere together, you yeah, have to you're do not it. allowed to touch doors. Yep, yep. You yep. open all the doors. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, just, just simple things like at, at dinner time, you get my drink. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm serve, I'm not, all, I'm rarely serving meals up. That's actually what you usually do. But mm -hmm. when I am, well, I, I play. Well, yeah, but. When I'm doing the whole thing, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. I serve to, you first. Like right. we, our whole routine of how we deal with dinner is like so mm -hmm. weird to the way that it used to yes. be. But like <laughs> when we used to do big family meals, when family was allowed to come over to our house, um, yeah, I would be. We'd do buffet style because there'd be like eight or nine of but us. You would make my. Plate I would ask me. you what you wanted, yes. and I make sure you got it. Um, so those are some things that we mm -hmm. do. Um, favorite how-to beginners BDSM intro book. Why do I have to pick just one? Yeah. Um, 
So I do like, for just understanding terminology, I like The Ultimate Guide to Kink by Tristan, is it Tayermino? I've never heard her last name said out loud. So yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Um, We both like The Loving Loving Dominant. Dominant. There is, I believe, an updated version. It's a little heteronormative. Guys are doms, girls are subs kind of thing. But the crux of the information i think is really good yeah um and then even though it's not actually bdsm it's completely about communication i love tongue-tied by stella harris that's about communication and relationships mostly Mm -hmm, sexual but mm -hmm. not completely and there is a section on kink but every bit of it is applicable to your bdsm relationship love that so i have we have multiple favorites yes Mm -hmm. Um, here we go. What one piece of advice would you have given your younger sub or dom self? Uh, I'm going to let I, you start. Okay. I, I think for me, um, not to be ashamed of the things that I, I like mm. and, and desire and to embrace myself. Whoop. <laughs> Spit my eyes out, y'all. Sorry. But, um, yeah, because... <laughs> You know, when when I first uh, began to find out these things that excited me and that I liked, um, because it was so abstract from the norm, mm-hmm. um, I, I felt that there was something wrong with me. So yeah, if I if I had a chance to go back and and tell myself, it'd be like, you know, don't don't worry. There's nothing wrong with you. It's it's okay to like these things that you like. There are other people that do it, and em- embrace who you are. Mm-hmm. I have a harder time because by the time I figured out that I was kinky, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked understanding myself on another level. So um, I think. Part of it, though, was I was slower to embrace my baby girl side. Mm. Submission was easy. I was like, yes, this is who I am. Baby girl side was like, wait, what? Wait, huh? Um, And so I guess the thing I would have told myself back then is you are never the only person going through this. You are not the only whatever label you're using. Um, And also that your submission is about growth and change. And so you will shift over time. Um, so, cause I was, I fully embraced the service submissive and sexual submissive thing, like right off the bat. Like mm. that was just, I okay. made total sense. Right. And then I resisted the baby girl side. And then for a long time, I felt a constant push and pull between those two sides. Yeah. Like they couldn't coexist together. And then I realized that they could coexist together. and. You know, and then now, yes, I'm still sexually submissive, but I'm not as sexually active as I once was. So that's another part of me that's shifting and, mm-hmm, and going mm-hmm. through these ebbs and flows. And all those ebbs and flows now, are me, all normal. And I think that's what I would that, tell that, myself. That, that brings up an interesting uh, contrast. Do you think it is because at the time you discovered that, you already knew there was an entire online community and and people who we're into this type of lifestyle. Mm, yes and no. Cause see, I'm knowing something's there is not the same as being willing to go out amongst it. And yeah. I was not like, you couldn't have paid me to go on fat life at that point or to go to a munch or to go be part like, yeah, yeah it was there, but I wasn't going to interact with it. So I, I mean, it, I, I guess mean? I'm, because I'm coming from a point when these things started to surface for me, there was no internet. True. Um, Communities were very hard to find. I mean, we still had landlines. 
True. You know, I mean, and I'm, found... I'm talking corded phones at that point. I know. There were no, you know. And people found each so... other through the backs of magazines is how they yeah. did it. You know, very yeah. specific kinds of magazines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, my unwillingness to join groups is pre-king. So <laughs> knowing it was out there, because I'm that person who can very easily convince myself that 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 a community or a group is good for other people, but it's not right for me. I don't belong. Well, okay, I, I understand so, that I, because I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not that you are going to rush out there and, and join the community. No, I still is, think I'm different, Okay, which is wrong. I'm not. Well, I am, but not so different that I don't belong. I, to this day, struggle with the idea of belonging to a community. So... Even that's the thing. That's why I could tell myself now. That's why my thing to myself was stop worrying so damn much. You're not alone. You're not the only one. Gotcha. This will change and shift. And the person that you think you are today, you will be a slightly different version five years from now. And those are because I was very worried about what is what does it all mean if I'm this (laughs) baby girl? What does it all mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If money wasn't a concern, what piece of equipment slash toy would you buy? I know exactly what my answer would be, and I wonder if it's if your answer is similar. Say that again. If oh. money wasn't a concern, mm-hmm. what piece of equipment or toy would you buy? Oh, right. It would either it would be one of two things. I know or what mine maybe is. two things. It I know would either be is. a spanking bench or a cross. I would buy a cross. You buy a spanking bench. We're covered. And we're covered. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I never have to leave the house again. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Let's see. This one kind of cracked me when I saw it come through. I'm skipping. I just skipped questions that were all the how do you find community, some version of that. Start on Fat Life. Get to know people. Use the online resources first. There we go. What? Here's the question that had me cracking up. What rule or task do you, this must be geared towards me. What rule or task do you dislike the most and why? Also, which one do you like the most and why? So which one, let's start with which one I like the most. Bending over the bed at night. (laughs) I'm naked. Some nights I'm, y'all, for for anybody who enjoys spanking, some of you might be like, hell yeah, let me bend over the bed every night and get a spanking. And yes, that is true. Um, But there are nights where I'm like, I'm just so fucking tired. I don't want to do this. I just want to get in bed. But it still is one that we don't skip. You go to bed before me, I will still come my ass and drape you over your lap and be like, hello, here's my ass for you. It, it, yeah, um, because, yeah, you're right. And I it's mean, both yeah. a rule and a task and a ritual. And it's all part of it. It's what I do to go to bed. If I don't do it, I can't. I can't even um, sleep well if I don't get into bed from your side because that's where I bend over. I bend mm-hmm. over on his side of the bed. Spank, 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 and then I crawl into bed. And she's told to from get into his bed, side. and she crawls in from there. I don't sleep well if I don't do that. Yeah. Um, is there one I dislike the most? I don't. I'm trying to think of the one that you kind of stomp your foot and pout. There really there isn't really anymore. Isn't. It's because, uh, well. It's not a rule that is a clearly defined, when I say clearly defined, like always do this or always do that, like a task is. Mm -hmm. There is the rule that if you think I'm bratty, I might get corner time. I don't like that one. (laughs) That's true. Because let me reiterate, if anything I ever do comes across as bratty, that was 
by accident. <laughs> that was me not calculating correctly. Okay? Yeah. So I don't like that one because you get to decide it was bratty when I'm over here going, but I didn't mean for it to be bratty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't bratty in my head. Um, so yeah, that's probably the one I um, uh, like the least. Okay. So <laughs> we, I believe have talked about this in more detail in a video on impact play, but hopefully you can give a couple of quick tips um, that we've mentioned before that we do punching as part of our impact play. Could you go into more details? I'm almost positive we have a video on impact play and we talked about punching, but Mm -hmm. yes, I like it here. I'll tell you why I like it and then you can give some tips. Mm -hmm. Um, I like it because it's deep and it's thuddy and it absolutely, when done well, feels like a deep tissue massage. There's no sting at all. There's no equipment at all. No. Um, it is only for me on my butt and my back, essentially. Yes. So, and sometimes the backs of my thighs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if you want to so get some tips. So, one, one of the things you want to be very careful. I mean, when talk about punching, not just, you know, out of the blue cold cocking or uh, not like that at all. It, it is very controlled. Um, it is only in very specific places. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Never ever, like she was talking about the back, never ever on the spine. Right. Okay. Um, muscle tissue. That's, you know, like I said, on the butt. Um, always not a knuckle. No, I'll punch. tell you if your knuckles hit. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are times I miscalculate and, my, I, and I do come with a little too much knuckle. And <laughs> oops. Um, but mostly it's with the flat against the muscle. And you know, it, it's not hard. It's more of just like a, to get a, a, a thud. Mm-hmm. And what what's nice about that is a couple different ways that I do it with you. Um, I can either come in like real quick mm-hmm. and, like and sh- pull away. Like a jab kind like of thing. Like a jab. Mm-hmm. Or um, I can go in and when I hit, I kind of push. You lean through. into it for I, sure. I lean into it. And it, it pushes the power. You'll knock you. my breath out doing that, and I yes. don't mean like I can't breathe, but like it knocks a bit of the wind out of me from mm-hmm. the impact. Not any pain, not any the intensity almost. Right, and it's it's a cool feeling. It is. It's very relaxing yeah. to me. But yeah, when it's very much, I have to give constant feedback because if his fist just twists just the smallest bit, yeah, and I'm... I get knuckles. Oh, that, that's it, not it, a good pain. I don't like it. that. Yep. I don't like that yep. at all. Um, and, and Silent Wing brought the fact that it's quieter than spanking, it which is, it is. It yes. is. And, oh, yes. and it's so relaxing. Um, uh, for the record, it feels better when you're draped over a spanking event in the middle of a BDSM dungeon, but whatever. whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, in the live stream chat, Shy Bean pointed out when we were talking about tasks and rules I hate. And I, I hate it so much, I've clearly blocked it out of my mind. And Shy Bean has reminded us, folding, folding sheets. sheets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what's funny? If I'm comparing that to doing something that gets you put in corner time, I'll, I'll fold sheets all day long. But, <laughs> but I did let some sheets sit until your last possible get it done by this time. I, yes, I you did. waited till Just, the deadline. I, I noticed I that, but they were did. done... I mean, it was like uh, they were done hair. by the deadline. They were done by the deadline, <laughs> but it was like deadline was looming. Yeah, it was. I work well under pressure. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna double check after this one 
it looks like we're on our last question. Okay. Um, are we still doing an open relationship? I have always been doing an open relationship in theory because mm -hmm. in practice means I have to talk to people. Uh, I know, yes, the answer is the yes. The answer is yes, the you, short answer. Are you, at this point in theory too, or are you in practice? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, I keep accidentally cock blocking you. I'm sorry. Well, the, there is um, that. Um, we'll explain that in a second. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, pandemic, COVID, um, kind of in a holding pattern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there, there are folks I've been talking to. Um, there, there, there are, um, you know, yeah, you know, hopefully when this is over, I get to meet some of the people I'm talking to because <laughs> it, I, I have been enjoying the conversations we've been having online and, and getting to know them. But, um, you know, yeah, as of as of late, no, <laughs> only because we can't go anywhere. Well, but you, I mean, we, we can do a certain extent you know, at this point. But what I mean, though, is in in my mind. The depth of conversation and connection you're creating, even if you can't meet anybody, you might not be formalizing those relationships, but mm. you are certainly building connections. Building connection, yes. I absolutely. mean, I don't, partly because I need new glasses because I can't really see, partly because I'm not a nosy person. Well, I am, but I respect yeah. boundaries. <laughs> so what will happen is I'll be looking, I'll be at my computer and I can turn my head and I can see his computer and I will, he'll be in some chat function and it's a wall of text and that's what he's sending. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that must be a good conversation. And then I move on with my life because there's other yeah, things going on. Yeah. So you were definitely having conversations with True. people. Um, I'm not doing that because you're... You can barely slow me down long enough to get a five minute conversation. And I don't, it would, I can't imagine <laughs> the other person who would manage to do it. Um, so yes, we are. Um, mm -hmm. We have been doing a Q and A for over an hour. Yes. Um, so, Ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm a little afraid to open it up to live stream questions, not because I don't want to take your questions, but because uh, we do have, some, we do have a bonus section that yeah. will have some stuff mm -hmm. to it. Um, so if you have like a burning, burning question, I, you got like a minute or two to get it in live stream, mm -hmm. folks. But um, maybe one of these days we'll do a live stream. We'll do a, a recording. A, a Q&A, a live stream Q&A. Oop, I just knocked the camera. Sorry, y'all. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, where we don't worry about time, but we Why do have to, to tie your feet back so you can't be kicking the camera. Don't stuff. tie them back, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure you can do something creative. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm uh, honor bonded. Put your feet back and don't move. Well, you know, I can't not move them. I'm too fidgety, <laughs> but I will put my my feet back. Um, I was very proud of me. I had to write a little like I'm a freelance writer for anybody who doesn't know freelance sex writer. So I write about sex and I was writing about different types of bondage um, for a sex toy shop. Mm -hmm. And I legitimately got to include like honor bondage is a thing. Like you don't have to buy equipment to do bondage. You can, right. whatever. Um, I'm not seeing questions come through the live stream no. uh, chat. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna, um, gonna go ahead and end the mm -hmm. q a part i am now in a uh, space 
because I know what our bonus section yeah, is going to be. Um, so we are going to do a bonus section. Thank you, everybody, who asked your questions. Yes, some, some great um, questions. Th- thank you, everybody, for listening to mm-hmm. us ramble with these. I don't know if we offered anything actionable or helpful, mm-hmm. but uh, it was fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully we helped some people. Hopefully mm-hmm. a rant or two came through. Mm-hmm. I know I know there are people who enjoy the rants. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Um, we are going to... Uh, let me do this before we go into the bonus section. The bonus section will part of it will be sad in relation mm-hmm. to our dog Saki. If you are like, I do not have the mental energy for this, feel free. Feel free to skip the bonus section of this week's episode. It's okay. You do not have to be here for this. I do not even want to talk about this at the top because I wanted to get through the good stuff and then give people the an easy out. So that is, uh, I guess, yeah. a content warning. But mm-hmm. we will um, go into um, the bonus section now. Okay. Okay. So are we good? I have no idea. <laughs> do the best we can. It's all we can ever do. All right. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets? Yes, you can. You okay. need to step away for a minute. Do you want me to go ahead and start? Mm, yeah. The thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I figured ahead. I would have to be the spokesperson. I feel like we're like bigging this up and some people are going to be like, why does this even matter? And it's okay if it doesn't matter to you, I swear. Um, our emoji of the week is going to be the dog emoji. I think there's one that's just a little head and one that's a dog body pick one uh we are doing that in honor of our dog Saki. um if you follow us on instagram you might have seen already uh we did try and put something up in the uh youtube community tab uh here for the on our channel um so we actually canceled last friday's uh live stream hangout uh, because we had to rush Saki to an emergency vet uh at about 7, 7.30 at night. Um, I am extremely grateful. We live in a place that has an ER vet that can be open all night and on the weekends. Um, he was not doing well. He was not breathing well at all. Um, and I knew from what I had read that was a sign of his congestive heart failure getting worse. And so it was terrifying. And so we rushed him to the emergency vet um, where... <laughs> love that little shit he stopped breathing that badly and was breathing like a normal dog for them and i was like of course you are after i pay nearly six hundred dollars for them to run a battery of tests and go no the only thing that's wrong with them is congestive heart failure um but uh yeah he started doing fine other than the fact that we were able to say you know he's not eating and he hadn't eaten um and he's not himself and so We walked out of there um, with some medication to help get his appetite back and he was breathing just fine. And we came home and we were like, okay, the live stream is dead. We didn't get home till like 1030. Um, And I went on YouTube and I go, okay, we're home and we're gonna follow up with our vet tomorrow, but he's home and he's breathing fine again and it's fine. Um, And then by like midnight, he was not himself. He wouldn't eat. We had to force pills down his throat. It was not a fun time for anybody. Um, we were worried, but we got him comfortable in his bed. 
We go to bed. We wake up the next morning. We wake up like early so he could call the vet when they open because they were only open on limited hours on Saturday. And um, they, uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, bring him in. And I go to check on him and he hasn't drunk water overnight, no. which is unusual, was unusual for him. Uh, he certainly didn't want to eat. We couldn't get him to take his heart medication, which is paramount. Right. Uh, not even with his treat. Um, and then the most heartbreaking part of all is that the dog who hates being picked up, let me pick him up. Yeah. And so on Saturday, um, to make an incredibly long story slightly less long, um, we say goodbye to Saki yeah. the dog. Mm-hmm. And that sucked because, of course, it does. And anybody who's ever loved an animal knows that sucks. Um, we have very much a Saki size hole in our house and our family right now because <laughs> um, our we had just built our part of our routine in life around Saki's needs, his meds, yeah. his need to go outside. His, I have barely been outside uh, since Saturday and actually before Saturday. Um, and so, yeah, so it really sucks. Um, mm-hmm. We are very low energy this week. We definitely needed this week's podcast. Um, that's why we did it in a Q&A form. Because I was like, I can't, I cannot use the brain power to come up with a topic and then no. try and carry that topic for 45 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour. Um, and we, for those of you who follow us on YouTube, next Monday, the Monday after this episode goes live, there will not be a video because same thing, just we just can't do it. Yeah. Um, just tired. I'm not sleeping well. Um, you're not neither, sleeping neither well. Neither of us are. Um, of course we're sad. Of course we are. Yeah. Um, I was the one, I think this is, this is how you and I kind of are when one of us, I'm the one, because I think it's because I am an unsentimental bitch. Uh, I, I was the one that collected Saki's things and kind of put them out of the way and was dealing with our Chewy account and I was dealing yeah. with the prescription account. And, and, and I'm, I'm actually grateful you did that <laughs> because the next morning waking up and seeing his pills on the counter that would have been hard yeah that would have been hard um i'm now this is not sponsored i'm a chewy customer for fucking life y'all so we had just gotten a chewy order and it had just arrived like the day and a half before there were a lot of things unused um i thought well that's a lot we just between the two vet visits over 12 hours it was like $900 I was like let me just see if I can get a little bit of my cash back so I come I contacted Chewy and said look we have some unused items they're totally unopened um is it possible to return these things um and that's that's all I asked I gave my order number information and the customer service person who got my message emailed back with just the sweetest note of condolence um, like a heartfelt, like a real one, not like two lines, but like two paragraphs. Um, refunded the previous orders I was I had referenced in my request, like in full, and then said, whatever you've got, donate it. And here are some donation forms. And then, and this was on, I did that Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm a person that in grief has to stay busy, thanks. Um, Monday morning, we got a flower delivery yeah. from Chewy, from the customer service rep at Chewy. To, to offer condolences. It's like, I know this is a business model, like PR kind of thing. I get that. But also 
uh, take my money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was ridiculously impressed with how they handled it. Um, from a business perspective, all I could think was in order to do that as seamlessly as it was done, it's built into their systems. This is just part of their culture. This is what they do. And then we went on to our Patreon Discord and we were talking about it and people were like, yeah, they've done that for me too. So um, yeah, definitely a chewy customer for life. Um, we will eventually get cat and or dog. We have talked about getting a cat for ages. Mm-hmm. We had one at one point thought maybe a second dog, maybe one day, but maybe not. Uh, we will at some point. We are not ready yet. No. Because um, there's a socky sized hole. There is a, our family is incomplete because we are, we like, we like being a family that has a pet, mm-hmm. but that pet is socky right now. Uh, I was telling JB, I'm still watching like, way too many cat and dog videos on YouTube. They're very comforting to me. They're very soothing. Um, but um, I'm every time I like look at a dog, even when I think, oh, that is the cutest dog ever. I'm like, yes, but it's not our chill old dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was literally even, perfect for us. Yeah. I mean, even so. like today coming into doing the recording, you know, because of his cough, we had taken to closing the door of the office. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was I was like you know we, we came in to record and I just kind of looked at Kayla and was like we don't have to close the door we don't close doors to any room with carpet anymore and yeah. that is the weirdest thing like it was it was both funny and a little mm-hmm. frustrating we bought this house we had new carpet put in the bedrooms and in the office and then that's when he started having he, he, health issues, issues yeah. and we were like why are, why are you vomiting on the brand new carpet mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, we got into that habit of just closing all those doors. And, like, the the poor kids, we were always like, is your door closed? Is your door closed? That's brand new carpet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, that's – and it's those little – those little things that you go, oh, oh, I don't have to – what? The kids – uh, handle it as well as kids can. We don't sugarcoat much with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try to be kind, of course, but it it was what it was. Yeah. uh, the 15-year-old did a really good job being uh, there for his little brother when we rushed yeah, to the ER Friday night. Um, and then uh, the 11-year-old, after after everything with Saki on Saturday, he he's usually really closed off with how he feels about stuff. And this was a time he actually would talk about how he felt, yeah. which was nice. And, um, and very thoughtful. Oh, yeah. About his, what he's been... He's one of those deep thinker people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, his brother is too. His brother is just a deep thinker out loud. Yeah, <laughs> it's well. a stream of consciousness <laughs> thinking. Whereas the little one is... Um, I'm kind of in the middle. I can deep think out loud stream of consciousness, but I also go in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little one goes in his head a lot. Um, yeah. And yeah, he was willing to actually talk to us. So that was, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we... Uh, it's today being Wednesday is not as bad as Sunday was. No. Uh, tomorrow will be better. That's just how that's the nature of it. Like I keep telling yeah. the kids, I'm like, we can't get over this. We just got to go through it. Um, so yeah, we uh, it sucks. So then, no, there will be no more socky tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Friday night hangout had gotten to a point on the YouTube live stream where we're like, let me tell you what Saki did today, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And Eva was always really awesome with going, well, how's Saki doing? Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Mm. Yeah. 
So that's that's been our that's been our thing. I've been really mm-hmm. quiet. A lot of people said really nice things on Instagram, and I saw them all. I just didn't I haven't had the energy to respond yeah. to anything. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. and on YouTube, people said some really nice things, and I saw them all, and I just was like, I, but I don't I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I had, so yeah, I had, I had put a status. Update over the weekend on FET, and people have really been wonderful and mm-hmm. reaching out there. We have the best community. Yeah. I mean, if, even if you yourself yeah. are not a pet lover or pet owner, like, people are just, our community is filled with kind people. Yeah. And that's that's what matters. It's mm-hmm. why I was like, of course we're going to do a live stream podcast this week, <laughs> even though what I really want to do is take a fucking nap. Um, <laughs> mostly because I always want to take a fucking mm-hmm. nap, so I can't use that as an excuse, but... Um, I have not slept well this week. Uh, I know what it is. I'm, I walk around. I'm like this every time there's grief. I've been like this in, in a lot of the bad moments in my family. Uh, I got this from my dad. When everybody else is really upset and crying, I go stoic. And so I deal with what needs to be done. I dealt with Zaki's stuff. I contacted the online prescription folks to see. I, See, can you just send me medication I can't use? What what can we do about that? That was one hundred and thirty dollars. I wasn't like telling them I just spent. <laughs> I'm feeling really broke right now. Like, and I get some of my money back. Um, no, I'm I'm handling like the admin part of life because it's actionable, and I can and I can focus on that, and I tend to work through crises and grief and stuff like that. Um, but what that does, and I know this about myself, is that means I shove down how I'm feeling. And I'm, I think I'm processing it in the back of my mm-hmm. mind, but I'm not fully like processing. And so then that manifests in a lot of different ways. One is crankiness. Sorry, I'll apologize now, daddy, for yeah. all those cranky moments I've had this week. Um, and that I will have in the future. Uh, but also I just don't, that's one of the ways I just don't sleep. Um, yeah. just, I also try and stay very, very busy. And I have stayed busy. Mm. Um, I calculated that by the time about uh, late October hits, I will have mailed 300 postcards to beg total yeah. strangers to please go vote. And if my plan goes right, I will have written 100 letters. Mm. If <laughs> if I could, I'd do more one time to postage. Postage is a thing. It costs money. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying to just keep myself busy mostly. Um, so... Hmm. <sighs> But yeah, so that um, that was our very depressing bonus section. Do we have anything good? I, I know there's good. There's always good in life, even when you can't mm-hmm. see it. That's my internal optimist speaking. Am I thinking of any of that good? Ah, ah, ah! I can always, there's this, I can find good. It's been cool enough that my toes got cold and I'm wearing long pants right now. <laughs> it's not that it's Florida cold. cool. Florida cool. The humidity has fucking dropped. I don't know where yeah. it is. I don't want it back. It can stay gone. Mm-hmm. Go on a permanent vacation. Fucking humidity. Um, I think it's like 80 degrees outside, 82 degrees outside. It's fucking yeah. beautiful. Well, when we, woke it's up, so good. when we woke up this morning, it was what, like 65 degrees? I don't know. You check the weather obsessively. Yeah, it was not like me. 65 degrees and it was just, oh, it beautiful to step outside. I, I had to run to, to Harbor Freight and I drove there and back with the window down the car and no AC on. It was like, wow, what is this fresh air? I know. I know. I actually walked outside and was like, 
this is lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels amazing. Yeah. I know by the weekend the humidity is supposed to come back or wherever the temperature is supposed to come back. Um, so I this is a short-lived moment for right now, but I'm going to fucking enjoy it. Yeah. Um, anything else? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep busy in my own way. I've been out in the shop. You have a tool coming. I, I finally have a tool coming. Your yeah. big-ass tool. Yep. It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, I heard you talking to the delivery folks. The, the trucker. Oh, was it the trucker? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, I heard you going, okay, our street is a dead end. Most people back in. <laughs> like, mm. You're coming with a big truck. Mm, you're not turning around on this right, road. Right, right. <laughs> you're either backing out or you're backing in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a tool is coming. Yep. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's, uh, that's How long ago did that. you order that tool? Um, July 4th. Oh, God. July 4th. But that's okay. I'm, I'm getting it. I, I'm still getting notifications from from some of the stuff that I ordered in June that's I still on know. back order. I know. Well, yeah. and you're dealing with a new problem. Um, I kept going, where are my paddles? Where are my paddles? Where are my paddles? He's like, I need a fucking new saw. That's where your mm-hmm, fucking paddles are. Mm-hmm. So one, we got to deal with that new saw. Two, we had a, a business meeting. That's what we call them when we yeah. drink coffee and <laughs> talk about bdsm uh oh yeah that's that is that is accurate um and you're gonna maybe start making some new things yeah because i was like why don't you just make these things and it was actually a decent idea and he went you're right Mm -hmm. and i was like look Mm -hmm. at me actually contributing to the uh, manufacturing of the product (laughs) wow (laughs) so yeah yeah, but there's a, if you're like, you're not talking about new paddles. That's right, because there's a saw issue. Yeah, it's a yeah. serious, serious, serious saw issue. Um, yeah, a lot of what I do is on a bandsaw. And a number of years ago when I bought the bandsaw I currently have, uh, I was just doing pens and, mm-hmm. and small spindle work. And it's a tabletop bandsaw. Very short throat and very short. Excuse me. (laughs) Maybe got a bubble. Pardon me. But um, it it worked great for that. But now that I have kind of grown, I guess it was a little short-sighted of me to think that I would never need a big boy bandsaw. Mm. But, uh, you know, things things have kind of grown. And uh, a, a couple things. This bandsaw has been somewhat problematic for me since day one. Yeah. Um, it, it's taking a lot of nursing to keep it running. And um, I've outgrown it. <laughs> it. It cannot do the things that I want it and need it to do. So, yeah. Um, kind of looking into that now, too. It's the year of tools for us. Yeah. Yeah. So. so but uh, I'm excited about the one coming tomorrow. That'll be here tomorrow. Now, there is a chance I may need your help with that. Because if he gets here and sees he cannot get down the street, mm-hmm. I'll have to go up to meet him. <laughs> well, how will we get it back down here? We'll get it from the truck into the SUV. Uh, well, it, is it small enough to fit in the yeah. back of your vehicle? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that sounds like effort. Yeah. 
Sounds like effort. Mm-hmm. How badly do you mm-hmm. want this tool? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. How, how badly do you want it? So, yeah, we're just doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. That's us. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had more or something mm-hmm. more, more woo, exciting. It, it it is what it has been what it's been kind of thing yeah 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 sometimes just you just you get through a day right that's all you can do that's yeah. where we're at mm-hmm. um we are so thankful that y'all listened or watched or yes. however you you are here uh with us um <laughs> uh this week and every week and um I believe for podcast listeners, if you're listening to the side of my voice, you already have figured this out. I believe I fixed the podcast issues from a couple of weeks ago. And when I say uh, I, I mean my tech person who uh, stayed on top of the host people who had to hmm. fix a problem on their end that was fucking with me um, and us and the podcast. Yeah. So there, that that's good. Uh, and so, yeah, we can – and we are – as far as we know, we are doing a Friday night hangout on mm-hmm, YouTube this week. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody who's like, like especially podcast listeners, um, if you subscribe to our newsletter, I put that link in the newsletter every week and that newsletter goes out on Friday. Yeah. Um, so if you are not like somebody who's on YouTube, but you would like to join in and you don't want to have to try and like find us on for that. Um, if you subscribe to our newsletter, uh, it, it the link does go out in that newsletter and the newsletter subscription link is in both the show notes for the podcast and the description box on YouTube. Um, but yeah. And I think are we, is this going to be the week that we have coffee themed alcohol drinks? It's very well possible. Okay. It's very well possible. There's, there might be alcohol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not, should I have a a strong drink on YouTube live? Is that, is that a, is that a good idea? You'll shatter people's dreams. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> or I'll cry. <laughs> May the odds be forever in yeah, your favor. I mean, yeah, one of those two things yeah. is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, we as we intend to be hanging out Friday yes, night on YouTube. Yes, we do. Um, so that's that's it. That's mm-hmm. enough. That's more than enough. Uh, thanks again for everybody for their questions. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy doing these kinds of things. They're fun. Y'all tend to think of things that maybe I haven't thought about in a long time. So then it's interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I guess we'll go then. Yeah. Yeah. I we love go, you guys. I got to go pick up kids soon anyway. I think I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't, I'm not really sure. Is it mm. that I have to go to the bathroom or is it that I want another coffee <laughs> or is it both? Right. It's probably both. All of the above. It's both. Anyway, <laughs> 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 we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening, watching, tuning in. Even when you lurk and you never say anything. I, I see your, your numbers. So I know you're there. Thank yep. you. <laughs> uh, and we will see you again soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.